start. I'll join in. As I was driving around in my blue Subaru Crosstrek, <laughs> wondered how I'd dismantle the Capitol Silver Garden. I passed a field of wheat and a thousand dying churches. I wished I had some money and single payer healthcare. Getting drunk fighting men. Whiskey for breakfast time. Whiskey for lunch and time. Chocolate chips for dinner. Hey! <laughs> oh, I was no. like, oh shit, just, yeah, right. don't, don't overthink it, so. Hello, and welcome to Chocolate Chips for Dinner. I'm Meg. And I'm Morgan. Chocolate Chips for Dinner is a podcast where we review what ought not be reviewed and rank them at the end. Um, yeah, it's, it is a <laughs> podcast about things. Um, I... I uh, I did really really quickly before we start off. I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Spark Tabor again for having us on his podcast, uh, Cookies for Breakfast. The episode that stars us should be airing, I believe, this week or next. It's sometime in January. I apologize. Yeah. So yes, thanks, Spark. It was a lot of fun being on his show. Yep. And uh, yeah. Uh, so um, before we begin. In this episode, we had planned to do a 2020 wrap-up. What followed was our interpretation of the events of 2020 with a heavy emphasis on COVID-19 and the political landscape of 2020. Better voices than mine and Morgan have spoken and been silenced on the subject of police brutality in America. I do not have the clarity of thought nor the eloquence to do justice to the subject, nor are we the voices you need to hear on it. I encourage you to seek out and listen to those who are unfairly targeted by police violence, those whose voices have been silenced and ignored for far too long. Please visit BlackLivesMatter.com and take some time to familiarize yourself with the movement. For more information about the events of 2020, how you can help, or resources, please reach out to BlackLivesMatter.com, TransLifeline.org, and the World Health Organization at WHO.INT. Here's to hoping that 2021 brings us a lot of things to laugh about, taste the mouthfeel of, and lose a fight with the essence of. We will now pick our podcast up at around October-ish of my 2020 wrap-up, which uh, coincidentally corresponds with the uh, approximate time period in America where we learned that it was okay to be goofy again. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Also, October is Halloween, so yay! (laughs) The war on Christmas has spoken. It has has spoken. (laughs) In October, the first lady and her husband announced that they had somehow been diagnosed with COVID-19. I don't know where they got it from. The president wow, received... Yeah. That's, <laughs> the pres- a, that's a head scratcher. Right? <laughs> the president received a level of medical care that is frankly unreachable for pretty much the entirety of Americans and then returned to the public spotlight as a symbol of hope for all of those who want to keep attending clan rallies and super spreader events for rich assholes with overbites and piss fetishes. In November of 2020, Joe Biden was elected president of the United States of America while the legal team for the disgraced impeached absentee former reality TV host in chief hosted a press conference from the parking lot of a landscape company next to a dildo store in order to announce that, announce that the election that. had been rigged and that there was literally no proof of it. Uh, the following months saw more than 50 court cases brought by the team that made Borat 2 very interesting struck down at every level of the U.S. court system. 2020 was a fucked up year for everyone. We all lost loved ones. We saw lines get drawn in the sand, and we learned to stand our ground when it comes to issues that define us as humans with soul and character. We watched Rudy Giuliani fondle his dick and then give a series of increasingly bizarre press conferences. As you were saying, Morgan, 2021 will not magically become a great year by virtue of it no longer being 2020. Even without DJ Golfman pretending to lead the country, we will not suddenly be better. We need to continue into this year, into 2021, with that passion, the clear vision of our values and ethics, compassion, and frankly, the fire that we developed and honed in 2020. Wear your fucking masks. Don't go places you don't have to go. Be safe. And also, don't let yourself get sucked into baseless conspiracy theories and fake news that benefit only those trying to hold on to power that they borrowed from the American people. Vote. Listen. Amplify the voices who've been traditionally silenced. Drink some water. Go get yourself some string cheese. Keep your strength up because we've still got a bit to go before we're all in the free and clear. But at least in 2021, we can see where we're going now. Mm-hmm. I and totally. I, I just had to say I totally forgot about the uh, the landscape yeah, that... next to the the dildo shop because 
I mean, the sex shop, because like, holy shit. Like, so much weird it, stuff <laughs> happened that we forgot about. Like, yeah. person, woman, man, camera, TV. Like, yeah. why did we stop saying person, woman, man, camera, TV? That shit was wild. Yeah. There's like, been a lot. I totally s- forgot about that. So much like weird ass stuff has happened in the last few months. And it's like, we've got weird fatigue now. Like there was... At some point, didn't the Navy go, oh, yeah, UFOs, those are real. And we're all just like, I chill. I think there's a lot of stuff that people were probably more attentive to because they were at home. Mm -hmm. And um, capitalism as a whole has failed this country and it has failed the people of this country. And Mm -hmm. we, we, but you have a lot of people who can't see that. And so they keep fighting for the capitalists who are like literally killing them. Uh, And, I'm sorry, like, I'm not saying everybody should quit their jobs or whatever, but like, give yourself some value, realize your value, realize your potential, don't sell yourself out to someone who views you as a number on a sheet. And as soon as you've they've used you up, or used you as much as they feel like they can, they're just like, eh, you're not worth anything anymore. And they toss you aside. Yeah. Um, So I mean, you need to look no further than just what it's called human resources. Hey, yeah. uh, that's fucking creepy companies. Can we go back to being personnel? Yeah. Like, that at least acknowledges that we are a person and not a human resource. Like, oh, you know, there's material resources and there's uh, human resources and then there's financial resources. You know, like, it, 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 you, we're so used to being dehumanized. Yeah. That, 2020 i feel like we have had a chance to kind of unite in some ways um and reclaim a little bit of our humanity at least some of us have a lot of us you know are are in you know low-wage essential jobs a lot of us um you know are, are still struggling are out of work are unable to make ends meet um it, it's been a rough year y'all I know. I know what the first thing I want to talk about now is. Okay, Morgan. It's gonna be serious ish, oh. but it's it's okay. I'm gonna have to change our tags off the comedy thing because I feel like it's been a couple episodes since we've been funny. Uh, I'll change sure. it to self help. W- weren't we funny last week? Uh, you want me to start yeah. your timer? It's it's fine. I don't even necessarily need the full t- full two minutes. I was just gonna say say what I wanted to say on this, then we can talk about we can move on. Um, one of the biggest positives for 2020 for me and this is going to sound weird or crazy probably for a lot of people is is that it has mainstreamed a lot it is is brought into like the the mainstream in the front of people's minds this idea that like we should be taxing the super rich and that we should be giving social services to people and we should be giving everybody a better standard of living and i know this sounds like this could be something but this is actually something that 2020 did in a positive way that i believe was a good thing because i know it has made it so i don't sound like a crazy person when i tell people universal basic income works universal basic income is is effective universal basic income would be doable if we actually started holding the super mega rich accountable via the tax system like it was meant to do um i know people say well the tax system wasn't meant to take their money and give it to you it's like sure the tax system was instead meant to take their money and give it to the community so those communities could use that money to like better their roads and build schools and things like this why not just give it to the fucking people then if it's supposed to be given to the communities if you're giving it to the community give it to the people instead those people can then decide how they want to use that money how they want do they want to spend that money and stuff do they want to elect officials who say let's 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 up our taxes to pay for this school things like that instead of it just being 100 percent like whatever if if i had universal basic income i could not only stimulate myself i could stimulate the economy and i know that it sounds sexual and you know what it kind of is yeah girl uh, get it <laughs> so yeah that's what i wanted to say here's my question where the fuck do you think that the money came from that all those super rich people have like oh, it wasn't intended for you to give it to your community really who the fuck did you get that money from then i know I know, mm. like, I know. Not I like know, they just get it. made the money out of nothing without a community. You're not super rich. I know. This country Pizos. for the for the last 40 years has funneled money from the poorest and the, the poor, the, the from the underclass and the middle class 
demolishing the middle class and his and his only ex- exponentially expanded the upper class into in this in a way that is literally untenable mm-hmm. it is it is actually not even effective you this country shouldn't even be working because of the fact that nobody has any money except for like 10 people <laughs> the only reason it works is because we just pretend like it works and they just keep borrowing more money from other countries and increasing the national debt and things like that they keep they keep basically p- piling onto the stuff pretending like it works reality of it is is that like this country is eroded out there's this like shell on the top and it looks like it looks like it works but realistically it doesn't mm-hmm. so yeah we got a lot of building to do morgan i know i got a lot of stimulating i gotta do so what made you think i want to <laughs> stop capitalism it's not even stopping capitalism. I, I I think that if even in a system with universal basic income, instead of it being unchecked capitalism, it rewards people for letting them do what they want to do. Because if I had universal basic income, like I wouldn't be buying cheap mass produced goods. I would be buying things from people who are actually building them. Like it's that is their job. It is mm-hmm. something they want to do. It's their passion projects. Yeah. Additionally, if universal basic income, because there's this idea that like, oh, if everybody gets universal basic income, they're not going to work. They're not going to want to do anything. And I I think that you'll find that in countries with universal basic income, that's absolutely the opposite. They're mm-hmm. not saying universal luxury income. It's universal basic income. It's enough to say you're not going to be homeless and starve to death if you lose your job. I even if I received universal basic income, would continue to work. I would get bored. In addition to being bored, I want to go on vacation. I want to buy fancy things. I want to do stuff. I just want to be able to be in control of my life to where I can just go, you know what? This job isn't working for me. I need a month or two while I find a different one and not have to worry that I'm going to die in the meantime. Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, finding a job would probably be easier under a system of universal basic income hmm. because you will have people who are going to choose not to work. Yeah, and that's you, cool. You that's also, fine. You also have, they've shown in places where they've done universal basic income studies. I hate to call it a study, but that's what they consider them, that they they create more jobs mm-hmm. because there's more money coming in to, to the local economy and the people who are receiving it oftentimes decide they want to start their own business because they can do so without losing their home or their yeah. their, shel- their shelter and their food and stuff like that. And it's not like under universal basic income, those countries, the rich people are suddenly not rich at all anymore. They're still hella fucking rich. It's not even like impeding their ability to buy yachts and shit. Yeah. Like you just don't have a hoarding situation at that point anymore um so hey how's the mouthfeel of i guess universal basic income is what we're talking about Hmm. i think it's good i think the mouthfeel is real good it's got that like that smooth like milkshake feel like it's perfect it Mm. gives you everything you want and but allows you it allows for expansion of like maybe you can make it a little bit better like mm. add in some chocolate syrup if you want it to be a little mm-hmm. bit more chocolatey yeah. or add in some uh, sprinkles if you want that chunk I don't know so oh, Morgan you and your chunky white drinks <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut it out don't worry about it don't worry I don't care if it's in there like I don't it's an inside I, joke for nobody I have no there are actually lots of people who get that inside joke um. I am I am e famous in other spaces for drinking chunky white stuff, yeah. and not the sexual kind. No, she made some real weird eggnog and just went for it. Yeah, I was like, well, I made this double batch of bad eggnog and I can't throw it out, so I just I drank it. And I owned I owned up to it. So God, so would you consider universal basic income a Klondike barable experience? Would you do something goofy to get it? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, yeah. If if I had to go out and like do a backflip and they'd start paying me universal basic income and a Klondike bar, oh, you bet your ass, I'd be out in the front lawn practicing. (laughs) I'm too, I am too fat and too tall and not limber enough to do a backflip, but you bet your ass, I'd I'd find out how to do it. (laughs) If you got into a fight with the essence of universal basic income, who would win? 
uh universal basic income because i like spending money but i hate working fair enough uh like is it fucking worth it yes fuck yes do it fucking do it you cowards (laughs) so in a um stark contrast to how things usually go where it's usually me who's like uh you know waking up on christmas morning when you're a child and everything's (laughs) magical and morgan's like ramen um i'm sorry you ready for my second my first Uh, thing uh, yeah go for it i'm i'm not going to time time you i'm gonna watch my clock so just go for it all right so my first thing is black coffee in March and April, America began to experience a pretty serious breakdown of the supply chain for grocery stores. People feared that they would be unable to get their daily supplies on the reg, so reports of grocery hoarding grew, which led to people attempting to stock up for disaster. This led to empty shelves of necessities, hectic grocery stores, and my complete inability to find the creamer I like. Uh, prior to March, I was a hardcore sugar-free French vanilla creamer girl. I could not have my coffee without several packets of Splenda and some sugar-free French vanilla creamer. While in quarantine with a suspected case of COVID-19, don't worry, it was just a fucked up time for me to get a cold, a friend went grocery shopping for me and was unable to procure this coffee creamer. I was out of quarantine, decided to start Instacart. Uh, Instacart shopper couldn't find it either. Okay, I'll try curbside pickup. Nope, they can't get it either. I masked up, braved the store, and I'll be damned, there just was not any sugar-free French vanilla creamer left. Something about the uncertainty of the fate of the human race makes people mad thirsty for sugar-free French vanilla creamer, I guess. So I started mixing other things into my coffee. French vanilla syrup and powdered sugar, cre- uh, powdered coffee creamer was kind of close, but not the same thing. Vanilla ex- extract and milk? Nope, that was not good. So in my desperation, I tried my coffee without any s- cream, any sweetener, and it was fine. It was better than fine. It was good. So, hey, Morgan, here's a hot take. Coffee tastes good. Crazy, right? I slept on coffee for way too long. I never liked coffee growing up. I didn't even start drinking coffee until I was in my 30s, and that was like a splash of coffee in my cup of French vanilla thick milk that I drank with coworkers. Over time, I guess I didn't realize that I was using less and less creamer and sweetener every day and while I was chasing that brown dragon of coffee. It wasn't until COVID-19 inexplicably made it impossible for me to buy toilet paper, Clorox wipes, or sugar-free French vanilla coffee, mate, that I realized I actually like coffee. I'll still like my fancy flavored coffee from my local coffee shop with the drive-thru. If you ever find yourself in Clarksville, first of all, I'm sorry. But second off, uh, get you a well, pumpkin. We, just, we were just delisted by the Clarksville uh, travel agency or whatever. Oh, please. The, the, I, I, I usually have such nice things to say about Clarksville. I was, I was joking. But there is a place called Lassiter's in Clarksville that has a pumpkin spice latte all year round. And it rules. It is so much better than the nationally available artificially limited time run PSL. So for my daily giant cup of hot brown bean juice, I now prefer black coffee. I understand the appeal, and it's all because there was a supply chain breakdown and a complete lack of leadership, guidance, and help at a local, state, and federal level when it came to the COVID-19 pandemic. So that's one good thing that came out of this uh, last year. I like black Mm. coffee now. I hate black coffee. I'll admit it. I'm not a big coffee person. I drink a little bit of coffee maybe once a day, once every few days to mix things up because uh, I just I, I drink nothing but water. I used to live on uh, pop and like juice because I told myself the juice was healthy. It's not. Um, sure and water. yeah, so I just live on like water only now. And mm-hmm. I have like coffee, like I said, maybe once a day or once every few days. And I I don't put a ton of creamer in it, but like it has to have creamer in it because I can't stand black coffee. Um, it just it the the bitter whatever. It just it's too much. I'd I'd rather just go without. So yeah, I and and maybe it's because I also switched around that time from like your basic like Kroger brand Folgers or Maxwell House to like a step up the chock full of nuts the Cafe Bustello, and it's like. <laughs> better like it turns out better coffee tastes better who would have thought i guess i mean i I love black coffee now 2020 has turned me into somebody that like in 2019 i've been like who the fuck is that bitch with purple hair and black coffee (laughs) uh you know uh, i i don't think i would have been surprised but like oh well yeah (laughs) 
there she goes. She gained a bunch of weight and dyed her hair purple again. Nobody could have saw that coming. <laughs> so, oh, I guess we already know the answer to this one, but what made you think I want to drink black coffee? Um, so drinking it black, I was just sick of every time I'd order coffee creamer and they'd substitute in something that I don't like. And I know that this is the take that will get hate mail finally. <laughs> that italian sweet cream creamer is fucking nasty no that's that is disgusting do not like no do, I, I know there are some italian sweet cream die hard coffee mate or Ita international house or whatever not a fan mm -hmm. and that was always the thing that they would sub in is like uh how about this italian sweet cream oh how about i just drink like i don't know armpit sweat instead because it's fucking gross yeah um, I've, I've only ever had the Aldi brand version of that one, the the Italian sweet cream, and it's so nasty. Yeah, it's not it's not good. It doesn't taste like anything. It's just like milk with sugar in it. It's not good. It's, it's not even if it was milk with sugar, I probably appreciate that more. It's just it has I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's something. Oh, it's, it's not it's, good. It's not for me. Um, I know my Instacart driver one time. The Instacart person, I I feel so bad sending them to Kroger on like a Saturday afternoon during a pandemic when everybody is like getting into fights in a Kroger and they were just like, I don't fucking know. Like they sent me peas instead of Brussels sprouts. They sent me like all sorts of weird substitutions. And so for the creamer, they were like organic half and half. That's the best you're going to get. Okay. I'll yeah. take it, but I'm not Better. putting it in my coffee. <laughs> Make some macaroni and cheese or something. So how's the mouth feel on black coffee? It's good. Um, I don't taste the bitterness so much as long as it's fresh. Once it kind of cools down a little bit, it gets a little bitter. Um, black coffee does a thing where it makes my tongue a little bit dry, but then like it gets past my tongue and like it starts like this like warm energy feeling from like my <laughs> chest radiating outwards. <laughs> and and you thought we didn't need the comedy tag. <laughs> Out. that's anybody who drinks enough black coffee is like oh yeah no the warm energy radiating outwards from your chest i get that okay sure i mean i i wouldn't know like i said it's I'm when not the black coffee, coffee hits your soul oh, okay well i don't have a soul so that's probably why it doesn't oh yeah that's me. probably it um would you consider this a klondike bar explore experience yeah oh you would i would you do, now. So you do something kooky for to get a cup of black coffee? coffee yeah oh okay yeah Interesting. If I, well, actually, no, <laughs> because God, I sound like a fucking like Kathy cartoon or something when I'm going to say this, like ah, chocolate, chocolate, ack. But um, <laughs> without <laughs> without black coffee, I'm not capable of doing anything kooky or mm. like human speech. Gotcha. at this point so no i would i be willing to do something maybe would i be capable of it no <laughs> not before my coffee says my trite coffee mug that you know hangs up under my live laugh love sign in my kitchen or something <laughs> I don't know. oh no i know i'm calling out like the most basic things i'm oh, sorry no. i'm sorry I, basic I... people i love you please i i look forward to you being able to go back to target in your uggs i'm so sorry I, I didn't realize you were so basic i know you, right um if you got into a fight with the essence of black coffee who would win black coffee it's strong it's bold and um it could just simply like check out for a minute and i would probably just like be completely incapable of functioning yeah black coffee wins gotcha so is black coffee fucking worth it no so worth <laughs> it in this case is going to be like worth hundreds of thousands of people in the u.s alone dying of a poorly controlled pandemic where one of the side effects of the pandemic was a supply chain shortage that made me realize that i like black coffee so was me realizing i like black coffee worth the lives of like three hundred and fifty thousand people no you're you're reading too much into it i just meant like black coffee in general i think not necessarily is it worth the... it to like go make myself a cup of black coffee sure I mean, sure. Instead of it being like this, black coffee was was born from the from the deaths of hundreds of thousands. Like that's a, that's a little melodramatic. That's, give, that's giving that black coffee way 
way too much credit. Fair enough. Fair <clears throat> enough. Yeah, no. Black coffee? Eh, yeah, I guess. It's pretty yeah. good. So did you want to talk about more 2020 stuff or did you want to just keep on rolling with the reviews? What did you want to do? Um. So what's the, uh, what's your second thing? I, I, I mean, I don't have anything else other than my other review. I didn't have a chance to write oh, anything fine. else. Prep- I, I, I guess, I guess we could say, I would say this 2020 did have a change. This is not necessarily a review. This is just me talking about 2020 a little bit is, you know, 2020 did give us some interesting ways of interacting with because i think you said entertainment so like with entertainment mm-hmm. um i i have been listening to electronic music almost exclusively for the last 20 years at this point almost and it's crazy because like i would never go to an electronic show i would never go to see like a trance artist or a dj or whatever but like they all are on twitch now playing music doing sets playing sets for a couple hours a day a lot of them multiple times a week and stuff and it's really cool being able to kind of watch them do their thing perform while also like interacting with the community and i think while we've had an explosion in streaming services that it's completely unnecessary because it's just the rebirth of cable in a different format which i fucking hate Mm -hmm. um like cable tv i mean um it's still really cool that we're having more and more ways of like finding entertainment and those ways being considered valid instead of just being like, well, the only way you could see a concert is you have to go to a place to see a concert. Yeah. If you tell somebody you see a concert online, they're not like, they're not looking down upon you anymore. Yeah. Um, I, that sort of stuff. I so. was, I went to a couple of live shows online this year. Mm-hmm. Um, n- not so much music, but like podcast live shows because I, and, and Basic. It's, sorry <laughs> it's it's not the same as in person because i was able to go see like the mcelroy brothers in person in 2019 and like it was fucking cool um and then they did a live show for like my brother my brother and me and sawbones and i think it was just those two i don't remember sorry well, no, no. Okay, but obviously it's not as quote unquote good because there are well, certain ex- experiential th- elements of something being in person. Yeah. But it's very nice, like somebody like me who's never going to get out. I'm never going to have the money to go to to think. I don't think I would actually want to be at like a live trance concert, for example, or DJ yeah. set or whatever. But it's very cool being able to like see it from my computer and interact with it. Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying is like it it wasn't not good it was just different you know Mm -hmm. like it was a totally different energy it was kind of almost like a more intimate experience it it, it sounds icky when you kind of say intimate experience but it was more intimate it was like you know each performer has a webcam and a microphone and they're looking at the webcam and they're talking to you and Mm -hmm. you know you're talking to your friends at the same time about what that person is saying so i went to a couple of those i went to like mcelroy ones i went to uh a night veil one online i went to like a in-person or not in person yeah virtual online uh live stream of like a reunion of every cast of the tick like it really has opened up a lot of avenues for things that i would not have been able to go to like i can't go on like a sunday night at 8 p.m to go see like a panel interview with everybody who ever played the tick who knows where the hell that even would have been like i gotta go to work i gotta you know but it 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 really did open up a lot of avenues for um live events Mm -hmm. and then on top of that movies Mm -hmm. i know i love movie theaters like that's one of my deals is how much i love movie theaters especially old movie theaters i I love direct streaming new releases for like 30 bucks. That (laughs) rules. That is so good to where like, cause sometimes I want to see a movie, but like, I don't want to go to the movie theater. There's always like 
somebody being noisy in the movie theater and like by the time I get there and I buy some popcorn it's like already 30 bucks and then I gotta it's just a pain in the ass and I just I got popcorn here and it's better than at the movie theater I got you know blankets I can pause my new release and go pee like yeah I I love streaming a new release to my house I know that it's going to fundamentally change how cinema as a concept is released and engaged with but like that was something that the theater industry and the filmmaking industry really had to figure out on the fly and I think they did pretty well all things considered is finding ways to be able to make sure that this content is available and still make money but also like i don't know i fucking you know like i watched <laughs> wonder woman 84 when it came out kind of glad i didn't have to pay for that in the movie theater um you know <laughs> i liked like the first 20 minutes or so that was pretty good and the rest of it i'm like oh oh this is well yeah uh, um, this is not where I review Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah. Um, no, I just wanted I just wanted to point that out. I just wanted to say that, like entertainment in twenty twenty was different, and yeah. I don't think it was necessarily for the worst. I think it was it was nice because it it allowed for people to interact with their chosen media or media or like medium for entertainment in a way that was more personal and yet. I don't know. It was just something different. So, yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. It, it it was kind of nice having access to things that I wouldn't necessarily have had access to just due to travel, due to work schedule, due to mm-hmm. location. Um, that was a nice little benefit of the shit show that was 2020. So, um, I was going to say, probably talk about my second thing now. All right. Ready for me to start your timer? Yep. So 2020 introduced me to or allowed me to don't say introduced because it allowed me to start playing tabletop role playing games, uh, TTRPGs. And that's probably everybody and their mother well, lots of people and their mothers have played like Dungeons and Dragons when they were in junior high or high school or whatever. And they remember the satanic panic and things like that. I was never barred from playing TTRPGs. I was just not a social butterfly. And due to a lot of um, issues at home when I was in junior high and high school, those kinds of things were not something that I could do or spend the money on or find an outlet or avenue to take part in. And so I every attempt I ever taken in the past, let's see, I'm going to say since probably at least when I was like 18. So it's uh i'm not good at math so it's been at least like almost 20 years ish at this point of attempting to get into ttrpg always fell short either the game would never coalesce no one wanted to play the group was a bunch of assholes whatever because i had that last one the group was a bunch of assholes happened to me Mm -hmm. uh for for sure and that was like the last time i tried and that was fucking five years ago at this point and uh this year I started watching some TTRPGs online and I and I told myself, you know what? I want to do that. I don't know why I I can't do that. And so I joined a group uh, called McStabber Studios. I joined their Discord. I hung out with them. I started whatever. I started auditioning for games. I started trying to get into games. And I found myself getting into what we call one-shots, which is just a one-off game session and having a lot of fun. And TTRPG has been a massive improvement in my life um, in that it has given me something that I am apparently really good at and it makes me like happy, which is actually a super rare thing because I've spent the last uh, 30 years wishing I was dead. Um, So to find some like little bit of happiness in my life was something different and very nice. And so TTRPG has been a wonderful experience for me and yeah, yeah um so we've been friends for what like five it's five, five years I'd five say. years five six years yeah and you have struggled with depression to put it very very to be reductive about it you struggle with depression you 
you frequently have trouble seeing your own self-worth for understanding how like absolutely beautiful, creative, brilliant, and lovely you are. Um, and that's one thing that I've seen this year is that you just kind of have bloomed and blossomed and really kind of come into yourself and started to understand your own worth. And I think a lot of that has been just by being able to play these games with people. Um, I have had the opportunity to play a couple of games with you. It's absolutely delightful being able to play with you, uh, that McStabber studio group. Um, they're a good crowd. I like them. Their (laughs) games are good. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm absolutely right there with you. Like I, I love that you've gotten the opportunity to start playing these, uh, RPGs because I feel like, you know, it, it really has kind of done some amazing things for you. I love seeing you happy and seeing you have things to look forward to and have a plan for the future. Like that, like, fuck, that should have been my second thing is you being able to play TTRPGs, <laughs> just being able to see my friend, you know, kind of being able to look forward to things like that means so much to me. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get a little teary-eyed. <laughs> I, uh, I, I will admit, um, I, I, yeah, if, if uh, at the end, I'm probably gonna plug my actual personal Twitter because I do try to play in a shitload of games. Uh, I, right now because of the holiday season, it's been really thin at times. Uh, but I, I don't. I'm not saying people who listen should come and watch. But if you are interested in watching tabletop role-playing games, fucking go out there and do it. Yeah. There are tons of games streamed unstreamed play by post all sorts of options little games too yeah like you know games where it's like four people are watching some of those have been like amazing games that i watched Mm -hmm. yeah it's it sounds dorky but like it's fucking 2021 and nothing should hold you back from doing what you want to do anymore is my is my kind of feeling and 2020 was like you know what fuck it you can get into doing this and so tabletop role-playing games has been awesome and that's why it was like my set it's probably really my first highlight of 2020 but i wanted to talk about it second yeah (laughs) so let me um let me scroll back up to my questions what made you think initially in 2020 like i want to play that like they're playing vampire the masquerade i want to play vampire the masquerade what made you think that like okay here here's me i'm gonna jump in what what mm-hmm. was what kind of pushed you over the edge and got you to jump into it you know that is hard i <clears throat> i i i've always liked vampires um and i know that's like a bad opinion for a lot of people but (laughs) just um, that one guy that we know (laughs) the vampire narc yeah um no there's you but your vampire opinion is weird my dude there's a lot of people who are like oh vampires are lame because they sparkle and lols and all that shit and it's like i get it i'm not a fan of like werewolves and it's probably the same thing for people who aren't fans of vampires i totally get it whatever doesn't matter but i was just i was like you know what why can't i do this yeah. I just asked myself, I was like, why can't I do this? Like, what's stopping me from doing this? And I realized, like, really nothing. Technically, I just needed to put myself out there and be willing to say, hey, I want to play in your game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, how's the mouthfeel? The mouthfeel is different every time. Ooh. <laughs> well, it depends on the character. I am, I, I will admit, I am very method. I try to costume and I try to to build an, enough of an in-depth background and story for this for my characters that I can like shift into their shoes as it were, which is probably why it's fun because I have decades of experience of pretending to be somebody I'm not. And so role-playing is kind of that acting thing, but it's not in a bad way. Like before it was always really bad and now it's a positive thing. So, yeah. so I don't, I don't the mouth, like I said, yeah. the mouth feel changes every time, but it's, it's, it just depends on the character. So I was going to, have a goof about you saying it was method and go around biting people and stuff but like no that's too real girl i can't i can't goof on that i'm sorry nah, if if somebody if somebody wants me to bite them we'd have to talk about that she wants to be your bite mommy 
mommy want to bite? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> bite me harder, mommy. No. <laughs> chomp, chomp, girl. Mm. <clears throat> Meg's, uh, Meg's also auditioning for uh, doing like uh, vocal sex game work, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was, but. 2021 going to get wild. <laughs> Um, uh, hey, would you consider um, your experiences with online tabletop RPGs a Klondike borrowable experience? Yeah, I would. I uh, There have been some that were not the best, mm-hmm. but there have been some that have been absolutely fantastic and amazing. And the the feedback from those has also been really awesome. And it's it's blows my mind when people have been like, hey... I loved this character. I yeah. loved what you were doing. I to to be able to like get that affirmation and stuff and like the 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 fun of playing, I would definitely do something crazy. So Hell yeah. So if you got into a fight with the essence of tabletop RPGs, who would win? That's difficult because all these characters are fully reliant on me making them real. Yeah. So, but then again, I've made some pretty uh, interesting characters that I, I, it's a coin flip. It's like that. I feel like, I feel like it, de- it's, it depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a shit non-answer, but it's the answer I'm giving. <laughs> but like, is it fucking worth it? Oh, it's definitely worth it. Okay. It's definitely worth it. Um. Yeah. Like, it's just so much fun getting to play with you. You know, you've got all these streamed games. You're getting popular in another community. I'm, I'm not wonderful. getting popular anywhere. What are you, you talking are about? You are very popular. You are popular and well-liked, and everyone loves you and thinks you're adorable. Uh-huh. And um, it makes me happy that everybody else is getting on the Morgan train. It's funny because May is, like, slightly on the periphery of that bubble of people, but she's been, like, dragged into it. So every once in a while, they'll, like, bring her up, and she's like, wait, what did I miss? Yeah, because, like, (laughs) y'all are chatting and doing whatever, and then I get added in this Discord where it's, like, 800 missed messages, and I'm like, okay, somebody sum it up for me. Why did you just tag me in this discussion? Oh, we're talking about Morgan's chunky white stuff again. Got it. Or or the fact that, like, Meg is an absolute monster on Twitter, so... What, oh, <laughs> like, that was I the mean, last one. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Sometimes it's fine. you need to lightly cyber bully conservative politicians. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> nothing yeah. too mean. Nothing untrue. Just but point like, out that they're treasonous. Sometimes you need to just copy and paste the section three of the Fourteenth Amendment at some people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to let them know, you know, that they belong in prison. <laughs> so what do you? So what do you want to talk? What else do you want to talk about? I want to talk about working from home. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so my office sent their workers home around the end of March, early April, and I will spare you the details of how they sent their workers home or how they've treated their workers since work from home was enabled because I don't want to get irredeemably angry while recording a chill podcast with my friend. But I do want to point out that I am now able to work from home. My office is about 60 miles from my home. For any listeners in the civilized world, that's 96 kilometers. With pre-pandemic traffic, that averaged to about an hour 15, hour and a half commute each way. Working from home rules. I no longer have to get up at 5 a.m. to leave the house at 6 so that I can budget for potential wrecks, construction, or other heavier-than-usual traffic delays in order to be at work at 7.30, so my boss has 30 minutes to verbalize her disappointment in me before my actual work duty start at 8. I now no longer need to contend with traffic as my boss calls me on my way, way home to ask where the files are saved or what I was planning to work on on Monday. I can now just roll out of bed, brush my teeth, get to work right at 7.30 prior to the sh- start of my my shift at eight. I can now shut my laptop down right at 645 once I've completed my work after the end of my shift at 430. Instead of leaving the building at six, now reaching home at 730. Clearly unsustainable and unhealthy work-life balance notwithstanding, I am actually able to schedule online grocery order pickups. When commuting as far as I commuted, there's very good chance that if I order groceries to be ready at like eight, I won't be able to pick them up at eight. 
So working from home has genuinely made my life better, and I don't want to go back to that old life. I hate the commute. I hate traffic. I hate putting like 600 miles per week on my car. I hate never seeing the sunshine unless it's blinding like laser bright sunshine directly into my eyes as I drive directly into the sunrise and sunset while listening to podcasts and fantasizing about one day being able to do something, anything else other than just driving my life away to survive. On my daily morning commute, I would daydream about driving past my work, past the state line, and just driving until I hit ocean and sitting on the beach until I figured out what the point of life is. Because surely there was something more to it than just driving an hour and a half to work, to work 10 hours, only be paid for eight of them, and then drive another hour and a half back home just to go to bed an hour and a half later so that I could be well-rested enough to not crash and fucking die on my way to go do it all over again the next day. So I still fantasize about going to the ocean. Obviously, a lot of people do that. But while working remotely, the tone of those fantasies has really shifted from, like, desperate plea for some shred of human life to return to my daily existence towards more of a, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to see the ocean again kind of vibe. My work-life balance still clearly sucks, but it's improving a little bit, I guess. I've gained weight, but so is everybody else. There's a super stressful global pandemic and nationwide political instability to a bunch of dumb asses thinking it'd be fun to elect a series of racist, shitty morons to office. I get to hang out with my cats now. I've had a chance to develop some hobbies and crafts. I can watch TV or movies after work now. Turns out you can do a lot with three hours in a day. And when the day finally comes, when my company decides to call its workers back in, I'm not going. There isn't enough money to get me to give up what COVID, uh, COVID-19 took from them and gave to me this year. Control of my fucking life. As soon as the whistle blows and the air clears, I'm not going back to the office. I'm going to the fucking beach. <laughs> well... <clears throat> I figured out that you just keep. I figured out that you get your whole thing out, which is good. I usually yeah. do that. I'm nice like that. Oh, thanks, boo. So, um, yeah. See, I don't have a job. Uh, don't want a job. I'm the worst. So I'm You're like, work worst. from home's great. Sounds great for people. I'm glad they can take advantage of it. Uh, my opinion of work from home is pro work from home. Pro work from home, especially in a modern society with internet and things like that. Yeah. There's no reason for every single fucking person to drive to a job for pollution for reasons, office. for waste reasons, for a million and one reasons. Yeah, there's, like there's, yeah. there are a lot of jobs that you can't do from home. I oh, get yeah. it, but like literally any call center can and should be done from home. Literally any office work can and should be done from home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can't necessarily be like an ER, you know, an ER physician or a nurse or something from home, but like... You can answer phone calls from home. You can answer emails from home. You can, you know, fill out spreadsheets from home. Why? And I feel like we've gotten like hell a socialist on this episode. <laughs> More Surpri- than usual. Su- sorry, sorry, surprise listeners. Uh, we're we're we're. I'm like a progressive socialist. So congratulations. Yeah. I'm also trans. If no one figured that one out yet. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's weird. So yeah, we're we're the we're those like horrible leftists that the Republicans like to scream about. Yeah. The idea that <sighs> that that like a business will die if they can't like physically lay their hands on their employees if they can't look <laughs> out over a sea of you know, like people tied to their desks being miserable. Mm-hmm. There's this thought, this phrase, the cruelty is the point. Because the cruelty really is the point. Like, I feel like any business worth its fucking salt has looked at this last year and said, huh, we really didn't pay much in electricity after April, did we? Huh, we could probably give this building up and save a ton of money. Huh. We have a lot of assets that we're not using that we could just turn into more money for our workers or probably ourselves, our investors or whatever. Like, the idea that we need to have this physical office for so many things is like, 
based on a complete lack of creativity from a generation of people who probably should have retired already at this point. Like, hey, hey, guess what? They could have retired at this point if we actually had the social systems in place to pay people true. basic universal basic income. That's Just true. saying. That's true. <laughs> But that, so, the idea that we're maintaining these large offices just so people are working together when, like, we've got all these tools that enable collaboration, like, the quality of my work has gone up since mm-hmm. I worked from home. I am more collaborative since working from home. I am more focused since working from home. I'm still working my 11-hour days since working from home. Like, I'm not less productive i'm not making the company less money one could argue that i'm making the company a lot more money because they don't have to pay for the electricity to run my computer the internet to run my computer a new chair when i inevitably throw the one i got out the window because i'm stuck in like an office where the air conditioning keeps going out mm-hmm. like hey, hey companies like i understand that the carrot that you could dangle of like, well, if you be good and you meet all of your metrics, we'll let you work from home one day a week. Like, I understand that was like a free bonus that you could like dangle over people's heads and take away. But like, (laughs) if you just give up that idea and instead say, hey, you can work from home here. We've got a small office in like a strip mall where five people where we have five desks and like a Wi-Fi router where if your internet goes out, you can come in and work that day. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just, I don't know. Like I've got a lot of things to say and it's I was not necessarily gonna, I was, funny I was going to say things. I was going to say work from home sounds like it's a positive thing. So it is. It what, is for me at least. I know. I, what made you think I want to work from home? Um, I, my life before the pandemic sucked real bad. Um, I would get up at about five, brush my teeth, put my makeup on, put some clothes on, grab my cup of coffee, microwave my breakfast, and then eat it and drink my coffee on the road on the way to work, which, like I said, was anywhere from an hour ten to an hour and a half between home and work. I was expected to arrive 30 minutes prior to the beginning of my shift um, so that my boss could like talk to me before the beginning of the day and so I could get everything set up and ready to go before the the beginning of my day because I am in like a not quite leadership role but like enough to where I have responsibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my day essentially starts at 6 when I get in the car. And then 7.30, I start talking to my boss. I'm working. 8 o'clock, my employees come in. I'm working. I'm working through my lunch, which is only 30 minutes, but I'm not getting paid for that. But I'm salary. I'm not getting paid for anything. So I work through my lunch and through my breaks. And then my employees leave at 4.30. So then I do all of the stuff I got to do. After my employees leave, I get off at 5, 5.30, sometimes 6. And then I get in the car at six. If I don't have to buy groceries, if I don't have to buy gas, if there isn't a wreck on the interstate, if there isn't a million different things that could have happened, I'll be home by 7.30, 13 and a half hours after I left. And I'm so fucking exhausted and miserable from a job that frankly isn't that great. Um, and a commute that really fucking sucks. That, like, I don't have the energy to cook or clean. I don't have the mental energy to watch anything that I hadn't already seen before. I don't have the emotional energy to talk to my husband or hang out with my cats. Like, everything in my life was falling through the cracks because I was spending more than half of not just my waking hours, my entire life devoted to a company that didn't value me so it gave me more than just those three hours because it's also Mm. like i can sleep a little less because i don't have to be quite as focused to drive early in the morning i i have more time for myself i have life i have breathing room i can 
you know, like if I start getting stressed out, I don't have to like find a way to make sure that like nobody sees me stressed out because that would be the end of the world. If you see somebody in leadership who's a little bit like middle leadership, not quite leadership, because like the upper echelon, they're allowed to look like they're having a bad day. I'm not. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I start getting stressed out, like I don't have to spend all of that like frustration energy of like trying to tell everybody like, no, everything's fine. Everything's perfect. Don't worry about it. This is a great place to work. Um, I can just go like pet a kitty. Also, I got to dye my hair purple again. Mm -hmm. I have since I was a like 13, 14 year old been dyeing my hair fancy colors. I think life is too short to not be colorful. Um, and every once in a while, like my last job had purple hair job before that purple hair job before that yellow hair job before that purple hair. Like I just, to me, purple hair is my natural hair color at this point. Um, and working from home, I'm no longer, you know, in the eye of everybody. I can get away with it. So, um, I have more time to be myself. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I have a lot of it's things fun. to say. How's the mouth feel on work from home? Oh, it's awesome. I've gained a ton of weight because all of my snacks are so much better than the snacks at work that I have to buy out of a snack machine. Good snack feel. <laughs> uh, would you consider work from home a Klondike barbell experience? Oh my God, yes perfect yes (laughs) if you got into the fight with the essence of work from home who would win i would because i'm desperate you don't you don't want to fight me about this i know i I was gonna i was gonna say i think you would win just because i would win because it's life or death for me at this point like Mm -hmm. i cannot go back to driving an hour and a half each way to a job that makes me this miserable that i have to work this many hours at yeah makes perfect sense to me um but like is it fucking worth it yeah Like, there's some drawbacks to working from home. Like I said, constant snacking. Um, Mm -hmm. Because your girl ain't great at uh, watching what she eats. Um, (laughs) I have a 20-year-old cat who is blind and seems to be, like, navigating the house through shout-based echolocation that sometimes people hear. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, it's a blind cat shouting. What about it? Um, I, you know, like, there's some things that, could be improved i do still there is the drawback of like work from Mm -hmm. home right now everybody knows like well where the fuck do you think you're going like you why would you call out when you're sick like oh you're not gonna make anybody sick you're at home like Hmm. yeah that's one of those things that has to be worked out Mm -hmm. but But i mean overall very very worth it yeah perfect well that was our 2020 wrap that was up. our i tw- yeah i was gonna say that's our 2020 wrap-up episode everybody so let's rank just our things um sure. so i had work from home and black coffee mm-hmm. you had universal uh, basic income universal and... basic income hitting the mainstream and tabletop role-playing games so universal basic income hitting like a uh, mainstream of like American consciousness. And yeah, like, instead of it being conversation, every, yeah. that are, you hear the screeching of like communism. It's like people like, actually, we need this. Yeah, where people are so. starting to go, oh, you know, that could solve a lot of problems. And there's mm-hmm. these idiots over here just hoarding a whole lot of money. Why don't we just take a little bit of that and make yep. sure all of these people don't die? Yeah. Um. So I'd say... Because it's just that the conversation of universal basic income is hit like mainstream American consci- yeah. consciousness. It's not like actual universal. I, basic I know income. that's that's why it's it's not going to be like number one on the list, for right? The, because it's just the idea that the fact that like that it's, we're talking about it, that yes. we know about it now. Uh, so I'm gonna say, working from home, you getting mm-hmm. more TTRPG experience. I mean, 
TTRPGs, I was going to say, yeah, you, that's fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm putting like work from home in TTRPGs yeah. because no, no, I feel no, like no, 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 no. I'm I was saying it, if I was going to say you don't have to say just like for me. I mean, even if no, you I'm had, saying for me. Yeah, I'm saying that those two are like neck and neck with each other because I feel like both of them had really similar effects on our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, that they really did a whole lot of good for our mental health and they gave us opportunities to like expand our creativity and, you know, learn new things about ourselves and really kind of understand more about ourselves as human beings. So (laughs) working from home and you doing TTRPGs Mm -hmm. Um, and then the conversations about universal basic income going mainstream right below that, not far. Um, And then black coffee, because like I could just drink tea or a Coke (laughs) or put stuff in my coffee again that would not be the end of the world how are you gonna rank yours i think for me like ttrpgs is probably number one yeah um i would say see it's it's hard for me with like ranking work from home because for me it doesn't impact me personally but it does in a sense too Uh because it it does impact like lots of people and mm-hmm. i'm sure there's probably more ttrpg going on because people are getting to work from home in my uh, case certainly yes and so i would say ttrp ttrpg work from home ubi the conversation about it, and then black coffee mostly black coffee's at the bottom mostly just because i don't like black coffee that's <laughs> you know i because i was gonna say t- black coffee is a tangible thing that is uh-huh. going to happen whereas universal basic income if we're being honest it's probably never going to happen so Not i could see that being number three over but i'm like i just don't like black coffee so it goes to number four like yeah. automatically so yeah no it, it's like huh a thing that would make a whole lot, lot of people's lives actually work it's the difference between life and death for some people versus like the way meg likes her coffee oh yeah know, tough call yeah yeah. So Morgan, you wanted to promote um I yeah, I mean we've we have I feel like we've done a good job of just talking about what we talk about in the podcast, but mm-hmm. I I did want to say that like if you're interested in tabletop role playing and you want to see some or you want to take part in some or whatever, um I try to keep my hands in a lot of pies. Like I actually just got a direct message about one just a second ago. Oh, um yeah. a follow-up to one I did a couple like a month ago. And, um, I guess if I post what I do on my Twitter, it's the easiest way to figure out stuff. And of course there's tons of options out there. I want people, I want people to explore TTRPG. I want them to go out and seek it out. If it's something that they're even slightly interested in, uh, some people, some people like to play, some people like to watch, some people like to do both. Um, so I don't know. I would say if you want to see me personally, if you like my voice, if you think you like my energy or my attitude or whatever, you can find me on Twitter at mm-hmm. underscore Ivy Raven. Um, I will. I post my like weekly schedule if I have games that week. Um, and now that Christmas is over and New Year's is over, it looks like we're having. I have some games coming back into swing that are streamed. So they are. They. I will always include links to find them if you are so inclined. Um, yeah. Yeah. So her games usually run on Twitch, mm-hmm. um, and frequently they will have video on demand available uh, if you miss the live stream from Twitch. But do try and catch it live because there's usually a pretty uh, lively discussion going on in the comments uh, <laughs> while she plays. Typically, it's me making weird lewd jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, sometimes the storyteller for her games will read the comments and I will derail everything, which is, uh, kind of my whole deal. I did uh, that in a game one, not one night before I joined the cast of this game, mm-hmm. I made this comment and they had to go to break cause they, I, the storyteller read the comment live and it broke <laughs> the fucking game. So, so yeah. I, I do encourage you to, uh, look up Morgan on Twitter uh follow her follow uh the mcstabber studios group because they do a lot of real cool games Mm -hmm. um a lot of them feature morgan um sort of i'm trying to get into more well (laughs) i'm trying all the ones i watch have you in it so i don't (laughs) know (laughs) they call me the one shot queen for a reason (laughs) and not for the sexual reasons (laughs) i know not because the chunky whites (laughs) it's not just because of your weird eggnog yeah i know that's that's the thing i have all these like goofy like monikers and stuff and they're all sound sexual but the reality is just that i play in a lot of one shots for ttrbgs i drank some nasty chunky eggnog um like 
<laughs> but she made the mistake of drinking that nasty chunky eggnog like on a live chat while we were all talking. I'm like, nasty, girl, you nasty. Yeah, I know. I, I did it to myself and I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I do highly encourage you to watch some of Morgan's role playing because it is all very, very good stuff. I really enjoy it. I think you will too. Um, and her Twitter once again is at underscore Ivy, Ivy Y, Raven, R A V E N. <gasps> yeah. Sorry for pimping myself, everybody. But uh, you're, you're... I'm trying to get better about promoting myself in a sense because yeah. role playing is basically my job. I don't get paid for it. Not yet. But I do don't. have I do have fun and I do enjoy like interacting with people who interact with the characters and, and hear what they have to say and stuff. So Yeah. yeah. And I, I enjoy watching you role play and I think that's cool. Um but... Morgan uh, one thing I wanted to do is just make sure uh, everybody knows, uh, once again, if you uh, want more resources about uh, the you know fight for equality in America, mm-hmm. uh, please uh, visit BlackLivesMatter.com once again. Um, Morgan, you want to say where they can find us on socials? Sure, sure, sure. So we have an email. It is chocolate chips, the number four, dinner at gmail.com. That is, again, chocolate chips for dinner at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Choco Chip Dinner. That is, again, at Choco Chip Dinner. Um, I don't handle either of the socials for the most part. Unfortunately, that was like my job and I failed at that. So I'm just here. But uh, yeah, so. And then. In- <laughs> And until next time, I'm not Morgan. And I'm not Meg. And this has been Chocolate Chips for Dinner, because all of the other good podcast titles were taken. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) 